Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, this is Akemi and welcome to The Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the five precepts, which is one of the most foundational teachings in Buddhist philosophy, because it doesn't just give us guidance on where to start when it comes to being moral or being good in this world, but it actually sparks a conversation of what it means to be good. Um, And how good does one really need to be? Anyways, before I get into it, I know it's not normal for me to post in the middle of the week on a Tuesday. However, I didn't get the chance to post on Sunday, so here I am posting in the middle of the week. I hope that's okay. Um, For anyone who's listening right now, thank you for coming on. Um, And yeah, I'm really excited to get into the five precepts. So to begin, the five precepts is one of those chantings that Um, If you've been to Buddhist country or you grew up in a Buddhist country in Asia, um, it's just one of those things that you learn right off the bat. So in terms of the sutras that we normally chant, the first is Namo Dase, which is basically just saluting the Buddha um, and just saying, I worship you, I respect you, um, you're the the enlightened one. Um, And then the second is taking refuge in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. And then the third is the five precepts. So the five precepts is something that probably by the age of 10, any kid would know by heart um, in a Buddhist country. Um, So I did too. Um, Whenever I went to the temple and my parents were like, hey, you got to come and I went. I mean, I I pretty much knew them by heart, but did I know what they meant? Did I know um, the significance of the philosophy behind five precepts? No way. I did not know that up until I was probably a teenager. Um, when I actually, you know, started reading some articles on what do the five precepts really mean? Because it was fascinating to me. Up until that point, I had sort of just chanted them without any kind of care in the world, and I never really thought about what they meant. But once I actually started reading, um, and pardon pardon the chair creaking, I, cha- I changed my chair, so I'm sorry um, for that in the background, but part of the reason why I found the five precepts so interesting is because even though for a lot of people who grew up Buddhist or Buddhist adjacent, we take it for granted that the five precepts are just the beginning of a spiritual life. We don't really examine how deep it really goes. So to begin, I'm just going to read off the five precepts and then we're going to go into a deeper discussion of what do they really mean? What is Buddhist philosophy really telling us about how to be a good person or how to live a good life through the five precepts? All right. So the first precept is, I take as a training precept to refrain from taking life. So this is a formal way of saying, I'm not going to kill anybody. Straightforward, right? The second one is, I take as a training precept to refrain from taking that which is not freely given. This is another formal way of saying, I will not steal or take what is not mine. The third is, I take as a training precept 
to refrain from sexual misconduct. So this is probably the most ambiguous of the ones, um, but this is more or less translated into I will not cheat. I will not um, use sex as a way to hurt others or to do things that are dishonorable, I guess, um, like cheating. Um, so the fourth thing is I take as a training precept to refrain from unwise and unskillful speech. So this is kind of like a really what this is saying um because if you take the direct translation there's a bunch of different things that they say but this particular precept is most often translated to saying i will not lie um but i like this partic that this english translation because it kind of highlights the fact that this line which is i will not really harm others with unskillful speech is not just line but other things so then number five is I take as a training precept to refrain from intoxication that clouds the mind. So these five, and I'll link the page that I wrote, I read these because it's, it seems that this is a really good article um, and a good reference point for anyone who is studying the five precepts. So on the surface level, the five precepts are not that easy but not particularly hard. The first one says, you're not gonna murder. Okay, so don't be a murderer. Number two, you're not gonna steal, so don't steal. Simple enough. Um, just don't be a shoplifter, I guess, um, or get into white collar crime. And then the third is, I refrain from sexual misconduct, which is don't cheat. The fourth is, don't lie, don't be bad with your words. And then the fifth is, don't drink or take drugs, or at least don't take it to a degree that like really hinders your judgment. So on the, so this is what I would say most people take the five precepts as, and that's what I began with. But when you really think about it, for example, let's take number one, taking life, harming life. Is it really just murder? Now, this is totally up to interpretation, but I think that's what makes the five precepts so freaking interesting. Because murder is only one form of harming life or taking life. Murder is only one form of harming others. But technically, the first precept is about not harming others. It doesn't just mean murder. So that means not hurting people with their speech, with their actions, not hurting animals, not hurting anybody. I think when we really look into the five precepts, it's nothing but the beginning to exploring what it really means to be human and to be moral and balanced in this life. Because if you take it at a surface level, it's not really going to give you much. Well, for a lot of us, like most people are not, we don't have a bloodthirst that we need to fight. For most of us, abiding by the law and not killing anybody is not particularly hard. But when we really look a little bit deeper into what is the intent here? Is it just about murdering life? Is just not murdering life enough? Or is it 
actually not just mur- not murdering life, but rather not harming. And then if you even take it a step further, it's actually protecting life. Because if you're just being a bystander while others are being harmed, well, then technically you are actually enabling that. So it also means you're going to be protecting others from harm and making sure that whether or not you are on the sidelines or you're actively in situations where you're able to protect others, um, you know, whether that's helping someone in a bad situation, um, helping a stranger, uh, protecting people from even themselves um, when they need it. I think this precept actually refers to a lot more scenarios than just murder. And I think that kind of exploration is what is needed um, with anyone who is thinking about abiding by the five precepts, is that this particular piece of philosophy is not meant, and this is obviously my opinion, but I really don't think we're meant to simply just recite this and abide by this and forget about it. I think this is really the starting point to question what it is that we're doing in our everyday lives and how it's really affecting others. Because if you really look at all the precepts, all of it really has to do with not harming yourself and not harming others. But then that entire perception, that entire perspective begs the question, what does harm even mean? Does harm stop with not murdering others? Does harm stop with not stealing or cheating or lying? What possible forms can harm take when we're not being mindful of our actions? What, in what ways could we be harming others that we're not even aware of? The five precepts more than anything is an exercise that pushes you to really examine what is happening within your life and to question, am I really doing something or living life in a way that truly aligns with my vision of how I want to live my life? Because it's only the beginning of that awareness when it comes to developing the sense of morality and strength within yourself as a spiritual person. And in this sense, I actually want to go deeper into each of them. So in the beginning, the first precept starts with, I will not kill and transitions to, I will actually protect life from being harmed because not just allowing others to be killed or not doing it myself is not enough. I actually have to protect others if I want others to be safe. And then the second, which is not to steal, is actually to protect what is belonging to others. And that I don't think that just means goods, like physical goods. I think it's emotional. I think it's spiritual. It's, I think basically you're protecting others from being taken advantage of by predatory people or beings. And you're doing that because you're stopping stealing of any kind from happening. 
And then the third, which is sexual misconduct. Now, this is the one that is a bit vague because sexual misconduct can mean so many things and can mean so many things to different people. But I think this really, really means not betraying others and not harming others or yourself using your body. And there's so many ways that we can be harmful to ourselves even due to sexual urges or just unsafe sexual practices. Like this is a thing, if I'm not mistaken. So I think this precept is more or less understanding that sex is very powerful. And if you don't do it in a wise way, you can end up harming yourself a lot as well as other people. So be smart sexually. I think that's what this precept is saying. And then the fourth, which is probably my favorite, which is to refrain from unwise and unskillful speech. I like this one because especially in a culture where words are pretty much everything, the wrong words can take you down, can end your career, can end your life. This precept really takes another other level of meaning. Because again, not lying is one thing. Not using swear words and outwardly being mean to people. What does it even mean to be mean to people? What does it really mean to lie? What does it really mean to be unwise with your speech? Like those are not things that are set in stone. Those are questions that we all need to explore um, within ourselves, within our lives. Because what we think is wise slash okay might actually not be okay. What this really is asking us to do is examine the effect of our speech on others. Because that's how we know if something is wise or unskillful. Is when we become aware of how what we say affects others. And even, even how it affects ourselves. Because something that is another core of this precept is not just understanding how we affect others, but how we affect ourselves. Because at the core of the five precepts is not necessarily just not being bad to others, but not being bad to yourself. By abiding by the five precepts, we're actually developing and protecting our spiritual core the sense of value and pride and happiness and joy that we feel simply for breathing, simply for existing. In a nutshell, this piece of Buddhist philosophy is really telling us how we can destroy our sense of peace. How do we destroy our peace of mind? And how do we do that? We do that by harming others. We do that by taking what isn't given to us. We do that by sexual misconduct. We do that by not paying attention to our words. And we definitely do that when we are taking drugs and alcohol that we cannot control, that hinders our judgment, that makes us a danger to ourselves and to others. When you do these five things, you're taking away from yourself and you're taking away from the peace that could have been yours had you not been doing this shit pardon me, I said the word shit. <laughs> in my real life, I uh, 
I swear quite a lot. But um, I think that is the most important thing about the five precepts is that like it, it forces you to question what are you doing in your current life? And are you really paying attention to how it's affecting others and how it's affecting you? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, no matter how much harm you do to others, it will be nothing compared to the harm you're doing yourself. Because you yourself are a person. And as a person, you don't have infinite ability to, or time or energy to always be fixing problems in your life and also to be happy there I said it we all have a finite amount of energy of course if you're enlightened you've reached infinity but most of us I don't think have reached enlightenment and that being said the less trouble we can create for ourselves and the more spiritual clarity and cleanliness that we can create by doing things like following the five precepts and growing mindful of how we affect others and how we affect ourselves, the more we can do that, the more peace and silence we can have in our lives so that we can have that moment of joy. We can have that moment of, hey, it's actually pretty good to be me. I did a good thing today. I actually paid attention to myself and my life. That's a really good feeling. And when you violate these five precepts, it makes it harder because it makes you question who you are as a person and what kind of values you have within yourself. So to end off, I'm just going to go a little bit deeper into the fifth precept, which is to refrain from intoxication. Now, intoxication is, again, it's one of those terms that is very vague. What does intoxication mean? Does that mean drinking? Does that mean drinking too much? Does it mean taking any kind of drug, including marijuana? Or is it taking like some sort of drug that's addictive? What does it mean? And I think that is a question that everyone has to answer for themselves. For me, just for example, Alcohol really clouds my judgment. So does marijuana. I have taken both. Um, I've, I've had drinks, um, just like most people in modern society. And I've also had marijuana. Very, very rarely, but I have. And in both scenarios, those substances did actually cloud my mind and hinder my judgment. And thankfully, nothing bad has happened. However, I know just based on the past that it's probably better for me to avoid those things because I'm just a lightweight. I get affected and I become unaware of what I'm doing and what I'm doing to others. Now, you might not be like me. You might be able to handle a couple beers and you're, you're set. And that's okay. I don't think this precept is necessarily saying don't refrain from anything. That's a choice that you have to make within yourself as to what is actually wise and what is actually appropriate for you. And I think the same goes for drugs. If you are practicing safely and you're not harming yourself and you're not harming others and you're sure of this, you've thought about this, well then go ahead. What can we say? 
this is your life. But if you are, if there's a chance that you are, that's where you need to make sure that you draw the line. So I hope this episode just gave you a little glimpse into the beauty and the meaning, the deep, deep meaning in the five precepts. Because I think it's one of the most interesting and pivotal conversations to have, whether you're a Buddhist or you're just studying Buddhism on the side. Um, as to the, what does it really mean to you? And how will you apply the five precepts in your own life in order to strengthen and develop your spiritual core? Anyhow, thank you so much for listening. That's the end of this episode. And... I will see you this Sunday.